Hi, welcome to the second episode of the Methodist Central Hall Westminster podcast. My name is Dan Forshaw, I'm the Digital Outreach Coordinator at Methodist Central Hall, and I'm delighted to bring you this interview from our morning service two weeks ago. During the service, my colleague Reverend Tony Miles interviewed Mr. Michael Spur, who is the CEO of Her Majesty's Prisons and Probation Service. Michael is also a Methodist local preacher, and you can listen to his sermon from this service either via our website or whichever podcast provider you are currently using and listening to this on. With over 35 years in the prisons and probation service, Michael has some fascinating insights, so we urge you to tune in, listen, and act on what he has to say. Please don't forget, if you don't already, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast provider you're listening to us on. And if you're really enjoying it, it would really help other people to find this podcast. If you gave us a rating, a five-star one will certainly help other people find us. Once again, thank you for listening and enjoy this podcast. Prison and Probation Service. Uh, Michael, uh, you're a local preacher. Uh, Which circuit are you from? Um, Well, I'm currently on the plan in the uh, Whitechapel uh, Service uh, circuit because I'm a trustee at Whitechapel Mission, so I'm pleased to be preaching in the East End at the minute. Well, it's good to have you with us uh, today, and I know this week is uh, a special week for you because you mark 35 years this week of being in the prison service. It is true, yes. Um, 10th of October 1983, I joined the the prison service. I remember the day very well, like it was yesterday. Um, Yeah, 35 years uh, this week. What the, tell us a little bit about your role, what, what you do as a chief executive. <laughs> um, so my responsibility is to manage the prison and probation service. That's look after the 85,000 people that we hold in prison. Um, and we do that in, a, in 120 prisons around England and Wales. It's just England and Wales I'm responsible for. It's worth saying, when I joined in 1983, there were about 40,000 people in prison. So in those 35 years, we've more than doubled the prison population. We're a much harsher society today than we were then, actually. Um, And society's changed in a lot of ways, but we've doubled the prison population. And although people think often that we're all too soft in what we do in punishment, the reality is that people get much longer sentences today for the same type of crimes than they did 35 years ago. Now, we do hear a lot about overcrowding in prisons, but also uh, prisons being under-resourced, the difficulty of finding uh, prison officers. Uh, What is needed for the situation to change? Well, it's true that, I mean, frankly, throughout the whole of the 35 years that I've been there, prisons have been crowded. Um, When I was a prison officer, we used to... I started at Leeds Prison. Uh, My landing was A-wing... A4, I had 135 prisoners on that landing. There were three people to a cell, designed for one, and no toilet, so you had a bucket to slop out. Now, we're better today. Rather than having three people in those cells, we now have two people in those cells, and we have a toilet in the corner. But that's still crowded, because they were designed by the Victorians for one person in those cells. And we've got about 20,000 prisoners in those conditions in England and Wales today. Um, And yes, we have, because like lots of parts of public service over the last um, eight years, since 2010 and the crash and everything, we've had much less resources to work with. We've had to reduce our resources for prisons and for probation, and I didn't say about probation, but there are 200,000 people being looked after in the community, supervised in the community, having committed offences and got a community sentence or come out of prison by probation officers. 
And prisons and probation, as part of the, um, the government's um, need to reduce public spending, have taken a 23% reduction in their budget. In real terms, that means £900 million came out of the budget. And that meant we were operating with many fewer staff than we were, uh, we were previously in 2010. We had to reduce our overall staffing by about 10,000 over that period for the same prison population and actually for an expanding population of people in the community. And that meant that with a lot of other things happening, so at the same time we were doing that, a lot of things, particularly drug trade, got, more, got different, lots of new drugs, which people were taking on the streets and came into prison, psychoactive drugs, terrible things, do terrible things to people, were, were um, got into prisons by lots of serious organized criminals, people started taking them, making our challenges even more, and we got lots more people who were coming into prisons with mental illness, some of that um, mental illness from from um, uh, just pure health reasons, others who have got mental illness as a result of taking drugs, and lots and lots of different challenges. So it's been really difficult over the last few years. Now there are more staff being recruited. The government's recognised that. We're, re we're, re we're recruiting more staff, and we're trying to actually change that at the moment. But it has been very hard for people working in prisons, and indeed in the probation service, that's also had a big change over the last few years. It's been very tough for people working there because the need, in many senses, has got more difficult, the challenge has got more difficult, and the resources have got, um, got tighter. But as I say, things are uh, improving now, slowly, um, and it will take some time to improve, but there are more staff being recruited in prisons and in probation, uh, and that will make a difference over the coming years. I think, I believe, before you took over the role, there were many people in the role, sometimes for short periods of time. You've done nine years as the chief executive with really difficult circumstances. What's given you hope as a Christian in that situation when there's much you would have loved to have done but didn't have the resources to do it? Um, when I joined the service, I... You go through what you want, to some degree by accident. I, it was a careers officer at Durham University, it was a Cyrenian who helped people with the, helped homeless people and said, had I thought about going to work in prisons? And I hadn't. And like many people, when you go and see uh, the work that's going on there, you become captured by it. And you make a decision, and I made a decision many years ago, that I would work to try and improve things from the inside, if you like, from inside the system. And there are lots and lots of really good people in prisons and in the probation service, many, many Christians, uh, who are working to try and improve things because the need is very much in front of you and you can see it. And through that period, um, through this period, indeed, throughout all my career, the aim's always been to try and do what we can uh, with, with the uh, conditions that we have and with... Um, within, we work, thankfully, in a democratic society, difficult as it might be, we at least have democratic government, they make decisions. We have to then do our very best for the people uh, that we're charged to look after. And there are so many people in the organisation that want to do that. And what gives me hope, or gave me hope throughout all of that, was going and seeing the work, always seeing the work that goes on in prisons, indeed in the community with probation colleagues and thinking always about the fact that we're dealing with individuals. And I'll say a bit more about that when I come and preach, but we're dealing with individuals. And that work needs to go on, and good people need to do that work. And Christians should be at the heart of where things are difficult. 
And I believe as a Christian that things can change, people can change. Indeed, we've just been singing about God's grace and that's the theme for the service today. And what kept me going throughout all of this was the importance of the work that we do, the fact that there are lots of people who depend on us doing that work, and the fact that there are a tremendous number of people working in prisons and in probation who care deeply about that work and do it with vocation every day. Now, we've read uh, publicly in the, in the papers recently uh, not only uh, of people who've been talking about your exemplary uh, leadership of over nine years, but that you're now having to leave that position as chief executive. Uh, how do you feel about that? What led up to it? <laughs> well, I think the, the rationale is that people want to set a, a direction for the next five to ten years, and having done it for nine years, I'm not going to be doing it for the next five to ten years. I would have liked to have done longer. And I would like to have done longer because where we are at the moment is very difficult and I would have liked to have done the next two or three years to be able to get us further and uh, the organisation were clear about that. But it's for others to make those decisions. None of us are in control fully of who makes decisions about that. So I accept that because that's not my decision to make. And my commitment is that whilst I stay in post, which is yet for another six months, I'll continue to try and do the right things and to leave and to, to help the transition as smoothly as possible as people to go, and go out and recruit my successor. And I say to the organisation, actually, that's true for all of us, that you're placed to do a role and, you know, there is something of God in the role that we all have, um, and then you try and do it as we're called upon to do it as well as you can. Um, and it will be a big wrench for me to leave because difficult as it is, I'm still always actually challenged and fascinated and privileged, actually, to be leading the organisation uh, because of the work that we do, which I care deeply about. And I hope that whatever I go on to, I can still use some of the experience and skills that I've developed over those years to support that broader work that, that goes on with people who end up making bad choices. We heard before about bad people go to prison. A prison officer at Leeds Prison I saw very recently talks about going to talk to children and he said, actually, when he asked that very same question, and they said bad people, he said, it's not bad people, it's people who make bad choices. And we all do that. And it's the question about how bad that choice is that ends up sometimes with some people being in prison. And I hope to continue to do something that might help people to be able to make better choices or help them when they've made those bad choices. Well, Michael, on, on behalf of everybody here, we want to thank you for your public service. Um, also want to thank you for your Christian witness in, in the role uh, that you've been doing. And we just want to offer our appreciation for the way in which you've led over the last 35 years in the prison service.